Sometimes fear is really a demonic spirit that causes you to sort of look at the future and erase God. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be there. It's, it's apocalyptic, worst case scenario. You become a false prophet over your own life prophesying doom. And for me, I didn't know the Lord growing up. You did. You saw the Lord show up in incredible ways as a pastor's daughter. So your faith got built from an early age, like Mm -hmm. a muscle that was exercised. Mm -hmm. For me, I didn't know the Lord until later. And I would start oftentimes by freaking out. And you would start in faith. All right, Mark in. Grace Driscoll. Here with the Real Marriage Podcast. Hey, and you can do us a big favor wherever you listen to your podcast. Go ahead and write a review. Give us five stars, not four, (laughs) certainly not one. Grace is involved. That's a five star for sure. And uh, here's one example of what a good review would sound like. Pastor Mark and Grace are just so real, so authentic. They don't shy from sharing their failures and successes and always give solid Bible-based principles. We started listening in 2021 and had to go back and listen to every single episode, nice. starting from the first one. That's a lot of hours. Yeah. <laughs> we use the content of the podcast to open conversations on date night, and I cannot wait for the next episode. ACPM69. That's cool. We're yeah. double dating. Yeah. Hey, thanks for letting <laughs> us go on your double date. We are doing a series on uh, spiritual gifts, looking at your divine design and how God made you, how God made your spouse. Because sometimes the things that can cause a little frustration in marriage is how we're different. But if we understand that it's God designed, we can use those differences to our strengths. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, there's also a free book. We'd love to send it to you. It's about 100 pages. And it goes into all of this in greater detail. And it covers the uh, serving gifts and the speaking gifts. And it also covers the sign gifts. We're not going to get into all of that in the podcast, but it deals with prophecy, tongues, healing, and miracles. Wow. Oh my. And so, (laughs) yeah. Um, But in this one, this particular episode, we want to deal with the spiritual gift of faith. And I'll give you a historical example, and then we'll get into it. So George Mueller, um, he lived around the time of um, Charles Dickens and Oliver Twist, lived in uh, Great Britain, and he said that God delights to increase the faith of his children. And he felt compelled in the UK to open the first orphanage for boys and girls. Mm-hmm. So think of think of all the kids who, up until that point in history, didn't have mm-hmm. a home. That's amazing. And so God laid it on his heart. Uh, the father's heart, like we, we need to do something. So he opened an orphanage for boys and girls. He began without any finances, mm. flat broke, just a faith mission. And he never asked anybody for money. He never made a pitch. He just made his request known to God. Mm. And his first orphanage began with 30 children. And oftentimes um, they would get together with the kids before the meal and they'd sit at the table and the kids would be like, what's for dinner? He's like, I don't know. We need to pray and ask the Lord to bring us dinner. That's awesome. So now he's teaching faith to these kids. Mm-hmm. And the reason we're giving you some of the historical examples of these spiritual gifts is maybe you'd want to go read a biography or mm-hmm. do a little study because sometimes it's fun to see somebody's gift in their life story. And there are records that people would feel prompted in the Lord and they'd literally bring dinner over, knock on the door. As the kids were praying, the prayer is answered and everybody's faith is multiplied and grows. Mm. By the time he finished his ministry, he cared for 10,000 orphanage, orphans. Incredible. 
Yeah, 10,000 orphans, printed Bibles and books, supported over 130 missionaries, opened a Bible college, traveled to 30 plus nations and taught on faith and trust in God. So he started with nothing and God provided everything. So the spiritual gift of faith, uh, it's in 1 Corinthians 12, 9. It's the ability to envision what God can do and then trusting him to accomplish it and then marching forward. Even if it seems impossible. Even if it seems impossible, saying, you know what? I believe this is what God has said. Therefore, I believe that is exactly what God will do. And people with the gift of faith, they're high trust. Mm-hmm. They they have big prayers, big dreams, big goals, big asks. And they're not shocked when God shows up. They're more like, well, yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> so this is for sure one of your gifts. Mm-hmm. So maybe explain kind of how the gift of faith works in your life. Um, the gift of faith means that I more naturally trust God first before stressing about it. And we're different. (laughs) So I would be the one in our marriage history. I will get more anxious. I will look at the future and I've had to really work on this, not give room for the spirit of fear. The Mm -hmm. Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear. Sometimes fear is really a demonic spirit that causes you to sort of look at the future and erase God. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be there. It's it's apocalyptic, yeah. worst case scenario. You become a false prophet over your own life prophesying mm-hmm. doom. And for me, I didn't know the Lord growing up. You did. You saw the Lord show up in incredible yeah. ways as a pastor's daughter. Yep. So your faith got built from an early age, like mm-hmm. a muscle that was exercised. Mm-hmm. For me, I didn't know the Lord until later. And I would start oftentimes by freaking out and you would start in faith. (laughs) And so I would just, here's all the things that could go wrong. And you would just say, we need to pray about it and trust the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) But some of that was naivety in my younger years as well, because I didn't want to have to deal with reality. And so faith is a, is a great gift, but we can also be, use it to be Irresponsible. Irresponsible, Oh, the Lord will take care of it. It's like, no, he told you to take care of it. So we do have to be careful of that. And I think for me, it has um, taught me to pray a lot um, and kind of learn that concept of pray without ceasing. Um, For me, I think just especially in other people's lives, I can look and see that God is faithful in someone else's life and I can trust that he's going to continue to be and in mine, I trust that too. When the bigger things come, when the when it requires huge faith, I definitely can have my struggles and I can wrestle with the Lord a bit more, but I get to the place of trusting that I know he's in control and I so know he's good. you said something good. there and you connected the gift of faith with the faithfulness of God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a super insightful connection. It's not just faith. It's faith in a God who is faithful. That's right. And so it's... It's not irrational. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're trusting a demon to do right. good. You're trusting or the, myself or yourself. Yeah, we're trusting yeah. the Lord to be the Lord. That's right. And so, someone with the gift of faith, how is it that God's faithfulness just sort of builds that gift over years? Yeah, and I think we look in the Bible, and if we're in the Word, we see God's faithfulness over and I mean, the whole Bible is God's faithfulness, um, and I think we can then go and translate that into our own life. And when a hard circumstance comes, 
we can have faith because we saw God faithful to his people and continuing to be faithful now. And then, like you said, growing up in a ministry home, I saw the front lines of God doing incredible things. Um, most people wouldn't have seen it, but I got to see it because I knew um, context and background, and I, I got to see God do things without any other people understanding. Um, I saw God save people. I saw God heal people. I saw God provide in ways that only he can provide. Um, and so I, that definitely grew my faith from an early age, and it wasn't a stretch for me to trust that same God in my own life. Faith is something that is not my first instinct. Mm -hmm. For those with a gift of faith, it's their default. Right. For those of us that it's not our strong gifting, it needs to be more of an intentional effort. Mm -hmm. Like I need to pray, I need to trust the Lord, I need to talk about this. But early on, um, I guess this is where we get real in the Real Marriage Podcast, I'm a leader, I'm a visionary, I'm a strategist, I'm a planner, I'm looking into the future, I'm architecting, I'm designing, I'm considering the downside, and you have a deep, profound faith. And sometimes this would lead to some conflict in the marriage. Mm -hmm. Because if one person has the gift of faith and the other doesn't, um, the person who doesn't have the gift can feel like you're not considering all the options, you're not doing your homework, you're not looking at the downside, you're not factoring in, you know, the variables and the person with the gift of faith can think. You're not trusting God. <laughs> <laughs> but I think also the gift of faith, you can come across as not being empathetic and you can be overly, oh, just trust the Lord. Well, yes, but you also need to weigh all of the stresses and anxieties. They're real and you need to look examine those and ask the Lord to give you faith and to give you peace and to give you guidance and discernment. And so it not having the gift of faith shouldn't mean, you know, that you're constantly stressing, but it does mean that you need to deal with it. And the person that has the gift of faith can come alongside and recognize that, be gracious and say, hey, let's talk about those struggles and let's walk that journey together. And I think I wasn't good at doing it together with you. I was just like, hey, trust the Lord. And you're thinking, this is huge. I, I need to weigh all the What's, you know I'm pros and cons. And yeah. yeah. So yeah, we weren't working together in that. And I was being, I was lacking empathy in that. And I needed to be more in the process with you and appreciate that there was a process in your thinking Um when we needed to have faith in an area. But then there was times too that I definitely needed to have faith because for me, it's like I'm architecting a plan like, okay, if God doesn't show up, <laughs> you know, how, how are we still going to make this work? And yeah. the answer is, yeah, yeah, if God doesn't show up, it's just not going to work. And I think of times when we were both working very hard, like we worked, you know, hard in our jobs and we were doing all we could to, you were providing and I was working to pay off school loans and, and we weren't being lazy at all. And we still didn't have a lot of money, but we saw God show up and we trusted, I trusted for us at some time. Okay, you're, okay, I didn't know we were going on this rabbit trail, but like maybe give them some specific examples of how we had very practical needs. We're new, broke, young, married couple, mm -hmm. and God provided, but like in very unique ways. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't, pay our heating bill. We were willing to go without heat before we had kids, just, you know, pile more blankets on because we literally couldn't afford it. We needed to pay our other bills and pay school loans and have food. And so we would just 
I would just pray and, okay, Lord, if, if we were supposed to have heat, great, you can provide for that. And he would have someone who didn't know we couldn't pay our heating bill put money, like a traveler's check, I don't even know if they still have those now, but a traveler's check under our doormat for the exact amount of our heating bill when nobody else knew yeah, I remember anything that. about that. And we, we, the envelope was like sticking out just a little bit under the doormat. And we were like, oh, what's this? We open it up. That's the amount of our heating bill. I mean, stuff like that constantly happened to us when we were doing all we could and trusting that God was going to Tell them about the, uh, the Subaru. Oh, yeah. I had a Subaru wagon. And we lived, we lived on, on a narrow, narrow street. Yeah, yeah. narrow street. You kind of get one car down there at a time with the two cars parked on the sides. And we, yeah, didn't have money for whatever bill that month. There were multiple times that we couldn't afford like the rent. Yeah. We a new married couple. Yeah, it was expensive in Seattle. Um, and so basically my Subaru kept getting hit on the side, like dings. And I didn't really care, whatever. It got me around. I didn't care. And people would come up to our door because it was parked in front of our house and be super apologetic and hand us cash to get it fixed. (laughs) They didn't want to claim it on their insurance, I guess. And so they'd hand us a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars or whatever to get the ding fixed. And we never got it fixed because that's just how we paid our bills at some (laughs) times. Multiple months we paid our mortgage because somebody hit the Subaru and had enough integrity to knock on the door and yeah. hand us cash. Yeah, but it wasn't because we were sitting around not working. No, or, no, no, we were. I had to not care that my car had dents, and we just had to, you know, trust that the Lord was going to provide in the oddest of ways. Yep. And so the moral of the story is: park on the street. If you're in an economic pinch, park on the street. But I mean, that's where I think people that have the gift of faith. They're not shocked when God shows up in just very unusual ways. I'm always, I'm not shocked that he shows up. I'm just always intrigued at the creativity that he has. (laughs) Yeah. And for me, I would never have predicted the ways that God has provided. I mean, it's incredible. It is. And so for you growing up in a home, your dad was a pastor. I think you grew up in a household where there was faith and you got to see God's faithfulness me getting saved later, I, I didn't, I, I'm sure God was faithful right. around me. I just didn't have eyes to see. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. And now that I've walked with the Lord for more years, you know, now I see it mm-hmm. and he's been hundred percent faithful mm-hmm. to us and to our children. Um, but for those of you who, um, who do have the gift of faith, I think grace brings something up. And sometimes that is you need to have faith in the Lord over the circumstances, but you need to be emotionally present with the person in their struggle. Mm, yeah. Because sometimes a person with the gift of faith, you know, they'll just go to like Romans 8, 28, God works out all things for the good of yeah. the Lord, according to his purpose. And you're like, yeah, but we're not there today. That's right. That's still down the road. Yeah. Today I have cancer. And you don't need to feel shame for that. You just need to work that through with the Lord. Yeah. And sometimes the faith people, they can rush to the finish mm-hmm. line, but somebody's still in the middle of the journey. Yep. Yeah, faith. If I have faith about something and you don't, I've learned to pray for you in it and not just tell you that you should have faith. So let's close with that because there have been times that we've had a big decision to make and the decision either way mm-hmm. was going to require faith, trusting God over it to lead us through it to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Welcome to life and marriage. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest was, we're sitting in Scottsdale, Arizona, mm-hmm. was moving in our mid-40s with five kids halfway across the country to a city where we have no family, 
we, we know a couple of people. We have no job, no house, no church, like nothing. Like yeah. literally starting over, starting over mid forties and no clue. If somebody's like, what's the plan? I'm a planner. And the plan is I have a blank sheet of paper <laughs> and that's as far as we've gotten. And we didn't come to the same conclusion that that was the Lord's will for us because this was a faith journey. Mm-hmm. And sometimes faith is like Abraham and Sarah packing up and moving. Mm-hmm. And Abraham and Sarah, the great examples in the Bible of faith and their great act of faith was moving, mm-hmm. leaving their family, their job, their land, everything. And what God says is, I'll show you when we get there. Mm-hmm. So it's a faith journey. And so for us, this was kind of our our faith journey. And at first, we weren't on the same page. Mm-hmm. So maybe explain, even in a marriage, how even if you do both walk in faith, sometimes it takes a little while till you're walking together mm-hmm. at the same place. Yeah, that one, you definitely had faith more quickly than I did. And I think I'd lived in the same city my whole life. I never imagined moving. I couldn't imagine that God really wanted that. Um, Friends and family there, everything. So for me, it was, and you start to do a lot of research thinking, oh, if I tell her, yeah, if I tell her this is what it's going to be like, and this is how, you know, we can survive and blah, blah, blah. And for me, that made it worse because I was feeling this pressure of needing to decide and be in unity when I wasn't feeling that in my soul, but I felt the pressure of it. And so I just said, hey, I just need to keep praying about this. You're like, okay, I'll I'll just pray with you about it. And you were great about it. And then as I prayed about it, I realized that God really had been clear that it was time to move. And I think without that clarity from the Lord, that would have been hard. Um, But when we have big decisions like that, we need to have unity in our faith with what the Lord is asking. And so when I was willing to receive that from the Lord and not fight with it anymore, um, then I was able to continue that faith journey of saying, okay, Lord, now that I know that's what we're supposed to do, what does that look like? And I'm going to trust you with what that looks like and all the details with all the kids and all of our stuff and work and everything. And I knew the thing I knew was that the Lord was faithful and he was going to continue to be faithful and he gifted us and he wanted to, us to use our gifts. I didn't know what that was going to look like. I didn't know what our family was going to, you know, settle into. Um, but I knew that, that God's plan for us was good. And lo and behold, it was. <laughs> well, and honey, I think you bring something up interesting there. And that is, even when we come to a decision, sometimes our spiritual gift mix changes the way that we approach the same mm-hmm. decision. So my one of my gifts is leadership. Mm-hmm. So, okay, what's the schedule? What's the budget? What's the plan? Ready, aim, fire. What's the sequence? What's the strategy? You know, how do we build the plan? Yeah. Your strongest gifting isn't leadership. Correct. So me bringing you the plan and all the data and research, it it was like my love language. <laughs> like, yay, I have data. And you're like, that's not it. I need to hear from the Lord. Yeah. Your gift is faith and helps and service. Mm-hmm. So for you, it's like, I need to know that it's the Lord's will. And then I'll figure out how I can help make it happen. Mm-hmm. And so even sometimes when we're making big decisions, the difference between you and your spouse is actually a point of strength if you'll leverage it appropriately. That's right. Because there's not just the Lord's will, there's the Lord's timing. Mm-hmm. 
and your faith gift took a little longer, mm-hmm. but I think it kept us in the Lord's timing because mm-hmm. my leadership gift, sometimes I'll get the Lord's will right and I'll get the Lord's timing wrong. Mm-hmm. So I'll get out ahead. And because you have the faith gift, you're like, no, 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 I need more time. I need to pray. I need to hear from the Lord. I need to confirm this in the Lord. As soon as I know that this is God's plan, then I will trust it. Mm -hmm. And so it slowed us down, which actually put us in God's timing. Mm -hmm. And so what we're trying to sort of encourage in the study of spiritual gifts, and we'd love to send you the free 100-ish page Mm -hmm. book, is Christianity is about first figuring out who God is. Mm -hmm. And then figuring out who you are. That's right. And then figuring out who your spouse is. (laughs) And then the two of you taking the gifts that God has entrusted to you and functioning together as one to walk in the will that God has for your marriage and family. And sometimes those points of distinction become points of division. Mm. And it's like, well, you're 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 not like me. And it's like, you know what? The Lord put us together because we're better with yeah. these differences and we're more likely to walk in his will if we figure out how to take that journey together. So we love you. We are honored that you would allow us to be part of your journey. And I don't know, did we ask some questions to see if they've got the gift? Not yet. So do you get motivated by new ministries and new opportunities? Faith people love to start something from nothing. Do you... Find yourself frequently telling stories about the power of God and what you have seen him do. Uh, Do you find other believers coming to you for hope when they face a seemingly overwhelming trial or task? And do you have an effective prayer ministry with many wonderful answers to prayers that were impossible from the human point of view? Since you got the gift of faith, I'm sure there's people that are struggling Mm -hmm. to trust God's faithfulness Mm -hmm. over it. Maybe you just close uh, this session in prayer for us. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Dear Lord, thank you for the gift of faith. Thank you that you sent your son so that we have not just a word faith, but a person that we trust in you, Heavenly Father, and in your son, Jesus. Thank you that the Holy Spirit can prompt us to have faith and can give us discernment in that. And Lord, I just pray that if people are struggling, that they would just get on their knees and pray, that they would um, seek your face, that they would hear and try to listen for your voice through your word and through prayer and through wise counsel. And Lord, that you would just grow all of our faith journeys and that we would be connected to you because that's where true faith comes from in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.